folks, we're back on the JR the Boss Man show. We got a great show for you today. Got our first guest on the line who is from the Rider Bronx, Coach Kevin Baggett on the show. With Coach Baggett, how are things going up there for you in New Jersey, man? Things are going well. We're a little cold up here. We're starting to uh, we're starting to melt out down down here and uh, or up here, I should say. And things are going well with our Bronx at this point. Four games remaining. Uh, and we're just trying to focus from game to game and hopefully finish this thing outright and hopefully having an opportunity to, uh, to win our conference and, and then get into the, uh, the MAC tournament with the one seed. So we're going one game at a time, but things are well right now. Thanks. Yeah, Coach, you're 12-2 right now. Conference playing the MAC play, eight-game winning streak. So, Coach, what's been the key factors for you and your team on the streak you've been on, and what's been triggering you playing so well in conference play in the MAC so far? Well, I think the key factor for us is we're playing as a team. You know, I know it's cliche a lot of times, but when I tell you that guys are playing selfless, guys are playing as a team, guys are night in and night out, we have different guys stepping up. Uh, this this is a very talented team that we've been able to assemble. And, you know, from our point guard all the way to our 13th player, we're, all of them are very competitive. I, a lot of guys, I if I had the opportunity, I'd love to play them more. But like I said, everybody here is playing as a team. And we're, we're a talented bunch of guys that are just blue-collar workers that just grind it out and find ways to win. And we're playing with a young group, which a lot of people don't realize, is that I'm playing with a bunch of freshmen and sophomores that I had absolutely no expectations for this season going into it other than to get them better from day to day, game to game. And these guys have certainly exceeded all of our expectations, including our fans, but yet they're just a blue-collar team that just, you know, just gets to work every day and, and never quits. And that's the one thing that I can tell you, this group is very resilient. Now, Coach, did you, did you see us in summertime, maybe in, in spring practice, summer summer workouts, maybe these guys had a chance to be as good as they are right now? Because, I, like I said, I looked at your roster. You're playing a lot of mm-hmm. young guys, and usually you don't win when, when you're that young unless you're a, a high major school. So what was, for you, was like the point of like saying, whoa, these guys are really good, and these guys are really together. So so what was that, that, that turning point for you that you, where you saw, like, whoa, my, my guys can really go. Mm-hmm. These young guys are ready. <laughs> Yeah, well, I saw a little bit of it this summer when our guys are playing pickup, but you and I know pickup balls, pickup ball guys end up having bad, you know, habits and bad tendencies during that time. But I actually really saw it in our first scrimmage when we went down to play Lafayette at Lafayette. And, um, you know, it was our first scrimmage, and I'm watching guys, man, and every guy that I put in, I'm like, wow, man, I I knew we were talented, but – I didn't think these guys would come together as soon as they did, and, and, and we really went down there and played well in the scrimmage. And then I'm like, okay. You know, when I got in my car to leave to go home, I'm like, you know what, we got a chance. This group is pretty good. They, they were young. I watched them pull for one another, and they were cheering for one another. And just the energy from – the biggest thing that I could tell you, that the energy from this team is, is unbelievable. And, and having graduated four seniors last year, I was like, okay, let's just get them better. Let's let's get this group to, to gel as quick as we can and get ready for conference time, you know, and take whatever it is that we, we do in the non-conference schedule. But then we started winning games after games, and we go and we have a big win against the Penn State, and we go and we win at the uh, Vegas Classic Tournament. And then I really started to believe, but the biggest thing that I started to believe that they just never quit. Every game, you know, they, they're in, you know, whether we get down or we're up by significant, we just never quit. And, that's when I knew we had something special on our hands. 
We had Kevin Baggett here, the Ryder Bronx on the boss, man. She's talking about his team up there in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Coach, I think of Lawrenceville, I think Lawrenceville, Georgia, up in Gwinnett County, where, <laughs> right from where I'm there. It's, it's like, right. like Lawrenceville, they go, oh, that's Gwinnett County, but it's, it's not Lawrenceville in New Jersey as well. So, Yeah, the funny part is when I tell people that when I mention we're in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, they're like, where? And then I say, well, we're right next to Princeton University, right around the corner. They're like, oh, okay, I'm familiar with that area. So, you know, it's funny. We're we're actually on the same road as Princeton University. We're about ten minutes away from them, so I normally kind of describe it that way, and then people have an idea of where we're at. But we're geographically we're set in a great situation, which I tell people we're we're two and a half hours from Washington D.C. We're two hours from Baltimore. We're less than that. We're about forty five minutes from Philadelphia. We're an hour from New York. So geographically. We're in a great area of what I would call a hotbed for, you know, student-athletes. And, you know, we, there's a mixture of all different conferences throughout this area. So if you really want to look at a hotbed to be able to recruit in, this is certainly the area to be able to do it. And so we're fortunate to be right in the middle of, of, of all of this. Exactly. And I know when you probably took the job, you probably thought about the location of this place. Like, wow, I'm in a good spot to get these kids who may thought they was going to go high major, but didn't quite get there. I, I can offer them something here where they can play play immediately right away if they're good enough. So I know you were talking about you took this job. You was like, wow, this location is golden for me to, to build a program. And not only that, you know, the the ironic thing was, I first of all, I was the assistant here at Ryder for six years before becoming the head coach. So I, I knew exactly what we had in here, but I'm also about 20 minutes from here is my hometown where I grew up in. And so my brother played at Ryder back in the mid eighties. And then back in eighth grade, I was coming to Ryder university to go to their basketball camp. So when I tell people, this is home for me, I've seen this campus grow. You know, I, I know exactly everything about this place because I've been here. I lived it. And uh, to, I never envisioned coming back and being the head coach here, but this is home for me. I love it here. We got a great administration, our president, our athletic director, and um, you know it's it's been a great opportunity for me to showcase my talents and my abilities. But at the end of the day, it's not been about me. It's about our guys. I love them to death. They they come to work every day, on and off the court, and I, I can't thank them enough for all the hard work and. We make these guys work now, you know, on and off the court. So I'm appreciative of these guys, and I tell them every day how much I love them for it. And, Coach, that's to help you in recruiting when, when when a guy hears from you that you actually been at Ryder for so long, you've been around the program for so many years, it's right in your backyard, you went there. So when you talk to a kid in you know, when you talk to a kid in a home, you can say, I've really sat in your shoes before. I know these classrooms. Right. I know these professors. I know what happened. So how does that help you when you're trying to close the kid? Because you actually have had the Ryder Bronx experience from a student's perspective, playing ball there, and being there, what they're going to go through in that four years, hopefully, at you, in, in your program. Yeah, I, I think it's been great for me because I can really sell these kids on the fact that when I tell you writers about a family, it's a family-oriented place. I know a lot of parents are looking for that type of atmosphere and, and starting with our professors, you know, they're heavily involved. A lot of our professors come to the game. They're, they're pretty involved with our guys in the classroom. And, you know, I always joke with people and the families and the, of the student athletes. I say that um, we know exactly what's going on in the classes before they get over to the gym. If there's something that our guys aren't doing right, the professors are going to reach out and let us know because they're vested in these young men. They're vested in every student on the campus and, and to be able to make sure that they're guiding our 
student athletes in the right way and making sure they're getting all the nurturing that they need. It, that, that's first and foremost for us to make sure that they're in a good environment academically. And then from a basketball standpoint, even dating back before I became the head coach here, a lot of people don't realize how much success Riders had here as a program. Now, it's been a while since we've been to the tournament, but, you know, we're always, this is a winning program. It's always been that way. And, and that's a selling point within itself, but it's just, we just do things right. As coaches, we make sure that it's about our guys. We make sure that we hold them accountable for everything, starting in the classroom, starting with being good people. And, and I just think that, you know, first and foremost, if I'm a parent, I'm listening to those coaches that really are vested in their kids. You know, their son is doing the right thing, first and foremost, getting their, their academics, getting their, their education. Secondly, making sure that we, you know, mentor these young men into becoming men when they walk out of these doors. And then thirdly, from a basketball standpoint, that they're going to have an opportunity to play for a very good Division One program, a very good mid-major program, and a very good conference in the MAC conference that they were going to have an opportunity year in and year out to at least have that opportunity to finish in the top half of, of the league, if not finish in first place and win the league. So um, we're not going to have to do it right now, and I hope that we can kick it down this year and continue to, to build what we've sold here as far as recruiting and continue to recruit the, the, uh, the high-level players that we've been able to get in our program thus far. You know, Coach, looking at your stats, Coach, you've got a balanced scoring across the board with five guys mm-hmm. averaging double figures, along with balanced rebounding with six guys were virtually averaging four a game. So, Coach, is mm-hmm. sharing the basketball and attacking the glass and defending, defending like crazy, defending it hard every night, playing hard every night, are these the four things you stress to your team from summer workouts to now to get you to this point you are right now for visiting your stats? That seems like what you guys are doing. Absolutely. It's about balance. It's about, you know, it's very difficult. I always tell people and I tell recruits all the time, I'm always trying to recruit the, 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 the players that, that have an interest in being a part of something and not just being about themselves. And so what's important for us is balance, you know, where it's hard night in and night out to be able to say, okay, we're going to stop this guy. We're going to stop that guy. When you got five guys that are averaging double digits. you got some other guys that could come off the bench that can, you know, have game highs for us as well. And I just think that's difficult to be able to key in on one guy, and that's that's been a big part of our success this year. And then just the balance from the inside, you know, with our, starting with our post guys and out on the perimeter, we, we're, we're led by a very good point guard, Stevie Jordan. And, um, you know, there's just so much balance. Guys share the ball. Guys go to the glass. You know, we've got guys that can really shoot the ball. We've got interior guys that can score around the basket. You know, we've got wings that can put on the floor and get to the basket, can can finish with the best on the soul. This is the most complete team that I would tell you in my six years that uh, inside, outside, point guard-wise, that we're built the right way in order for us to make the run at the league. And that's why you're seeing the stats that you see, and that's why you're seeing the success that we're having at this point. And coach, I see you got this week's got two big games for Sienna, and I know I know the guy can use real well. Reggie was at Chattanooga, right after the road from me, so I knew him yeah. really well. We see him down here all the time recruiting from Matt McCall and those guys. So you got Sienna mm-hmm. and this week. So what would be the things you'll be harping on with your team as you prepare to play those two tough teams in the MAC conference this week coming up here? Well, first and foremost, to, to focus on Sienna. I mean, night in and night out, we we always telling our guys to make sure that you respect your opponent. Make sure we prepare the right way. Make sure that we're not looking, you know, to our next game. Obviously, we know how big the Canisius game is going to be for us. It's, it's, you know, if we win the Siena game. So, 
you know, we want to make sure that we stay the course. We kind of lost that focus a little bit the other night against Merce and understanding the big week that we had coming up. And we had to come back from a 21-point deficit with about 10 minutes to go in the second half to, in order for us to win and still put us in position to stay at first. Uh, but it's just, you know, with a young group, it's just constantly just trying to remind these guys to stay in the moment, to, to one game at a time, you know, prepare the right way, be, be focused, the details. And so for us, just focusing on Sienna, making sure that we, we're ready to defend their actions. Where, you know, they're going to come down and run a set every time down, be ready for their pressure, you know, to make sure that uh, we're executing the right way, we're sharing the ball and, and guy, we're just playing the right way and, and, and staying consistent with what we're doing and guys continuing to be a team. And, you know, we'll, we'll play it out th- that game and then get ready for the next game thereafter. But, you know, first and foremost is about getting uh, getting a win at Siena or at our place against Siena. Now, Coach, uh, coming back from that lead, I think that can ha- actually help shock your young guys because if you don't play the mm-hmm. right way, you can get beat. I, think, I know, thank God you won, but there could be right. a teaching point to st- in a film sessions like, hey, if we don't do these things the right way, like we, we preach every day, you can be beat. Yeah, it's still, you know, we still have a lot of lessons to teach the guys. It's always good to be able to get after them, especially after a win, but especially coming back from the way that we had to win the other night and just letting these guys understand again with a young group that, you know, just you, you got to bring it every night now. Everybody's gunning for us, you know, and we're, we're not the guys that are going out. We're, we're the hunted now, and so – uh, we got to bring our A game every night and, and can't let our guards down. And I thought that, um, you know, that was a game where we went up there and, and give Myers credit because they've been battling everybody, you know, throughout the entire year. And, again, it was one of those where they had a chance to win it. But I just thought our guys did a really good job on, you know, getting turnovers when we really needed to get them and getting key baskets and really, the, you know, stopping the clock at times we needed to do it. But, we can't. I, I tried to explain it on the day watching film. We can't live and die like this now. I mean, it, it's going to burn us eventually. And so, our last eight games. I mean, everybody's throwing their best punches at us, and we've been able to sustain it. But you know, it, it's a fight night in and night out. So I, I don't expect anything different come seeing on Thursday night. The last one for you, coach, is from on my end. It here is. Uh... Mm-hmm. I want you to speak about the quality of coaching and the quality of teams in, in the MAC because, you know, down here in the South, a lot of people don't know, don't know about the MAC conference. This is your own radio, radio here with me right now. You could just share with our listening audience down here in Atlanta and our affiliates down the line about the quality and coaching and teams in the MAC conference and what the basketball they're missing. They can watch them on ESPN3, take a look at you, all guys, see what you guys got going on up there in the MAC conference. Yeah, I'll tell you this first and foremost. First off, there's 11 teams in our conference, and there are 11 really good coaches in this league that could coach at other levels, even the high levels. Uh, the biggest thing about the MAC is it's a league of undersized guards, bigs, wings that, you know, it's probably the toughest league to officiate because you got a lot of what we call tweeners. More often than not, you know, a lot of good leagues may have the big guys that are 6'10, 6'11, but. You know, at, at, in the MAC conference, you're going to get a bunch of guys six eight, six nine, six seven, six six, down to the guard six two, six three that are pretty inter- interchangeable. That can do a, a multiple a multiple efforts of anything, and and you know that that's the biggest thing about this league and just the the talent level in here. The one thing about the MAC too is just like us in the Iona, Siena, the Manhattans, you know, Reggie up at the Kinesis, it's a transfer league as well, being that you get some high-level transfers in in your program, 
And, uh, you know, that may have not worked out at the high level that come down and should have been at your level in the first place that come and play in your league and they end up having good careers, you know, for whatever, however many years they have remaining to play. But, you know, if you look at Iona, they've been to the tournament the last couple of years, but they're built dominantly, predominantly with a bunch of transfers. If you're looking at my roster, I've got four transfers on there and a gentleman by the name of Freddie Scott who transferred in from DePaul, who's really having a good uh, good season for us. Um, and that goes on and on in our league. But, you know, it's a mixture of, like I said, transfers, high school players. It's just a very tough guard-oriented league. But at the end of the day, I mean, it, you know, our, our, our guys that have come out of our conference to play in whatever postseasons they may have played in, you know, have an opportunity to go and win games and, and advance in the tournament and, even non-conference-wise, we had, like I said earlier, we had a big we had a big win this year against a, a Big Ten team at Penn State. We hit a three at the buzzer in order to beat them. But that's every year that uh, you know the mamas of the world have had. You know, last year they had a huge run and some big upsets against you know the University of Cal and some of those USC. So our league, you know, I think a lot of people understand throughout the country that uh, not to sleep on the MAC conference because. Any team that comes there, they could uh, not only they're going to give you a fight that night, but they could end up winning those games. Yes, indeed, Coach. I do believe in your league because I, I love watching you guys, what you guys got going on at the MAC Conference. So I definitely want to have you on. Like I said off the air. Actually, I, I love what you guys are doing up there at the MAC. I want to give you some shine on the show here. Use my platform to let people hear hear from you. You know, you leading the league. Like, I got to have you on, man. In the Black History Month. I got <laughs> no, to for my African American coaches here, you know. I appreciate it. You know what, man? Thank you so much because I don't think we get enough recognition. And, and, and again, I, I, I will attest to saying I, I think our African-American coaches, we spend more time trying to mentor these young men than we spend trying to promote ourselves in terms of worrying about the next job. We're, we genuinely care about graduating our athletes and making sure that they go on and they have better lives. And I, I don't take this for granted i don't take this opportunity for granted and when i sit down with a young man and he tells me what exactly he's trying to get done you know going forward in life i take that seriously and i hold them accountable for it and i remind them every day that you know this is what you said you want to do so let's go and let's not uh you know don't don't show up and not be ready to go to work because i'm never going to cheat them out of a day of work and i remind them never to cheat me out of a day of work Yes, neighbor coach. I tell you what. Anytime you want to come on the show down here and you want to talk about a recruit or your program, you're more than happy to come down to them with nine media market in the country down here in Atlanta. So we'd love to have you. And I love the contest we had, coach. We'd love to do it again with you real soon, man. Good luck to your program this weekend, and and good luck to your good period going forward, coach. Thanks very much, and I look forward to being back on your station again at some point. All right, folks. It's Kevin Baggett, the coach of the Ryder Bronx on the Boss Man Show. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, 
Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.
Alright folks, we're back here on the JR the Boss Man show and we're about to be joined by the UC Santa Barbara Gauchos head coach. First year there, Joe Pashnick here on the Boss Man show. Coach, how's life out there in Santa Barbara right now, Coach? It's nice, it's nice. The weather's about 69 degrees and uh, sunny and nice to be out here. Coach, I can't wait to get out to the L.A. area this week, Coach. It's the All-Star weekend, so I'm looking forward to Wednesday's night's flight out there because it's a little chilly here in Atlanta at the moment. <laughs> I hear you. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, you, you got to be doing good. You're 8-2 conference play, Coach. Uh, Seven-game win streak right now. So talk to us, Coach. What's been the key factors for you that spurred this uh, streak for your team and got them playing so well right now out there in Big West play? Well, you know, I think uh, credit to our seniors, uh, Gabe Benson, he's the heart of our team, uh, returning senior, coming off of an ACL injury, he's done an unbelievable job of leading this team, and, um, you know, Max Heidegger is one of the leading scorers in the country at 20 a game, uh, he's really provided a lot of offensive spark for us, and Leland King, a graduate transfer from uh, Nevada, is uh, getting double-doubles every night, so, uh, you know, these guys have just really bought in and are competing at a very, very high level and um, had a huge win on Thursday versus UC Davis on the road. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, uh, just, let's talk about that a little bit, about Max and Leland. How big has that duo been for you this year? And their contributions for the whole team is for their hard work, their dedication, just their want to, want to, to win, Coach. What have they meant to you in the program in your first year there? Well, it's been huge. You know, Max uh, was a freshman last year, didn't have a very good year, uh, shot 20% from the floor. So he was hungry to uh, have a great year this year, worked really hard this summer. And Leland King didn't play much at Nevada last year. So this is his last college basketball year. So he's really hungry. And, um, you know, they uh, have really, really led this team both offensively and Leland from a rebounding standpoint and given us the best chance to win. Yes, indeed, and the coaches, and it has to help you as you build your culture here. Year one there at UC Santa Barbara, eight and conference play, nineteen and five overall. So, do you feel like that, that playing the tough skills you played non-conference and getting these wins early is going to help you as you build this foundation for this program going forward and getting guys to truly buy into what you have trying to sell at UC Santa Barbara and becoming a gaucho. Absolutely. I think, you know, uh, with our success, uh, gives us credibility as coaching staff to that, you know, what we do works and um, for them to buy into it. And I think it will attract future gauchos to want to come here. Now, now Coach, uh, for, like I, said, I know we talked about this when you had you previously, but for, for my new listeners here, like, you're in a great spot to recruit, you know, for us. We're out to California, Santa Barbara, a great place out there, a great unit campus you have out there, Coach. And so, getting getting these high major guys, these, these high mid major guys who didn't get opportunity one can transfer down and play for you at your level, and they can be war beaters in the big, the big West Conference. So, just how much is it going to help you going forward, just knowing that you can just sell the, these guys, how Leland came down and played for you, and how he's had some success this year in, in your system. So as you recruit guys in this period coming up here, how is it going to help you going forward with the success you guys are having so far? No, it's huge just to show, um, you know, it's one thing for Leland King to blindly come here without seeing how we coach. And uh, he trusted us, but now to be able to show the success that Leland King had, uh, as a transfer, I think it's not only going to really just help us down the road recruiting-wise. 
Now, Coach, having an older team as you get into February here, late February, early March here, when games really count the most. So, Coach, you feel like the experience you have of guys who know what it is about, know the pressures of it, understand the finality of it, it's going to help you get get this team to prepare the right way, focus on the, the, the day's tactics when you practice a shell drill or whatever your film session. So, you feel like the older guys having them on and this team is going to help you as you guys go forward in tighter situations in February and into March. Hopefully, no question. Experience uh, is everything in February, and March, and to be able to have these older guys to teach the younger guys and the older guys' experience, especially the seniors. This is it for them, and to have no, they have six regular season games left. I think their sense of urgency is at a really high level right now. And coach, I'm looking at your stats, and, and, I, and as I was preparing for the talk to you today, I love how you have pretty much balanced scoring with. If you pretty much could say Jackson almost double figure score, you know, you pretty much have five guys averaging about double figures a game. So is sharing the basketball, having balanced scoring, something you focus on and practice with the guys for us, getting everybody involved, getting most people involved so people just can't key in on Leland and Max the whole time? No question. You know, I think we have a really, really unselfish team. Um, and that's really helped us. We're the number one offensive team in the Big West, and a lot of that has to do with our unselfishness. And we're number one uh, in the country in not getting the ball stolen from us, so we have a lot of possessions. We're not turning the ball over, and um, you know we're number 30 in the country in offense, and a lot of that has to do with our guys' unselfishness um, to play the game together. Exactly, and I also see, Coach, that you have pretty much seven guys almost three rebounds a game, which tells me that, it, that defensively you want these guys attacking the glass and, and getting the ball and, and owning the boards because if you own the boards, you can control the tempo, control the pace, get into your offense, get everybody involved. But if you defend well and rebound the ball, it, it in the possession because you can defend all you want to, but you don't get the ball into possession. It's no, you pretty much had an empty trip defensively. You didn't get anything done. No question about it. You know, Leland King is number eight in the country in defensive rebounding. And um, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, that's with every school in the country. He's number eight player in the country in defensive rebounding, and that's really helped our cause. Exactly. Now, Coach, I'm asking you this now. This has been your first year, Daddy. Did you ever envision it would go this well year one? I really didn't. You know, you never know what to really expect in year one, and um, we just hope to have a competitive team. And, um, you know, it's to these seniors' credit that uh, we've had the year thus far, and Hopefully, uh, we can continue this trend moving forward. And, Coach, I was talking about you earlier in the show was I was prepping to have you on with, with, some, with one of our, our college basketball insiders here, is that how you want the coaches who took the job and not use Houston, I don't have, quote, my guys there. I feel like a lot of guys in the business tend to use that excuse that they don't have their guys. But my thing about this is, Coach, tell me if you agree with this or not. When you sign the contract, those are your guys. No question. You no know, question about it. And you I know, feel like you, um, you, you embody that those these are your guys. Are they about? Yeah, they I mean, you know, they're here, and uh, we took them uh, and made them our guys immediately when we took the job in April. And um, you know, just they're 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 the greatest group of kids I've ever been around, and I'm just happy that uh, we're able to coach them. Yes, indeed. Now, now, coach, you got a road game at Lone Beach State. Now, coach. Uh, what will you be emphasizing with your team as you get ready to play Long Beach State this week here, Coach? You know, Long Beach State is uh, 
very, very talented. Gabe Levin and uh, Tamidia Youssef um, inside. Their their front line is, um, I think, the best front line in our league. So we'll have a, a lot to deal with with them. And um, you know, long any time you play on the road in college basketball, as you know, it's it's a tough, tough uh, racket. And so I feel like we're prepared to go play on the road. We've had a lot of road games and have done uh, well on the road, but. Uh, Long Beach State, they're very well coached by Dan Monson, and we're going to have our hands full because they're a very physical team. They're the best offensive rebounding team in our league, and they play very fast. Exactly. Now, Coach, you know, it's also it's good for you guys that you are the hunted right now. Like, everybody's good looking at Bit West and aiming at you. So, your guys will have to be really attention detailed now. I pretty much easy easy job for you to coach them because you can just say, hey, we're, we're the hunted right now. Everybody's going to gun at us. We're the top dollars of the conference right now. We got to stay at our perch and be prepared and play the right way every night. So, is that something easy for you to kind of coach the guys up to say, hey, we got to be ready? Everybody's coming for us. The gaucho. No question. Yeah, something we emphasize on a daily basis. And um, I think we have a bunch of hungry, hungry dudes on our team that are ready to roll. Yes, indeed. And the final one for you, Coach, is this. You know, uh, now, here in the Atlanta area, they don't really know about the Big West Conference. Now, I'm a basketball junkie, and I watch the Big West Conference. I'm, I'm into the Big West Conference. I've been looking at it for years. So could you talk to us a little bit about the quality of coaching, the quality of tuning in the Big West Conference for our listeners and fans who may not be so familiar with your program out there in the Big West Conference? Yeah, no, you know, I've been really impressed with the talent level in the Big West and a lot of high D1 transfers out there. Dan Monson, you know, he's the coach. He was at Minnesota and Gonzaga. He's the one that started Gonzaga's role. He's the head coach at Long Beach State. And, um, you know, he's a he's a big-time uh, coach. Jim Less is the head coach at UC Davis. We play them Saturday. He played in the NBA. He was the head coach at Bradley. Um, great coach there. And so there's some really high-level coaches in our league, a lot of talent big-time talent, and um, I think some of those boys from Atlanta would love uh, the beach down here in Santa Barbara. I think they would, Coach, because I think I, I, I wish I could have made a trip out there to, kids to go to school out there in California. So I know some players out there who love who's here this interview who love to go out there and check out the Gauchos and see what you guys have to offer out there. Great education and great campus around the water to yourself, Ala Vista. You can't beat that. No question about it. Number eight academic public university in America. But um, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, I wish you luck against Long Beach State, and I wish you luck against UC Davis, Coach. We'll hope to talk to you again in, in March when you go into the tournament, hopefully, Coach. Hope that you get that, get that good beer for the Big West Conference, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. All right, folks. Thanks a lot, Coach. All your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service.
Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grind ENC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.
folks, we're back here in the Gerald the Boss Man Show. We're going to Rock Hill, South Carolina. Let me be joined by the Winthrop Eagles head coach out of the Big South, Pat Kelsey. Coach Kelsey, how are things up there in Rock Hill today, man? Good. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. You're very welcome, Coach. Coach, I've been watching your program for years. I always have, I'm a big basketball junkie, so I've always known about Winthrop. You know, when Gray Marshall was there, Randy Peel was there. So I've always had my eye on uh, Winthrop basketball for years. I'm glad to finally have you on the show with us finally here today, Coach. Yeah, it means a lot. I appreciate you saying that. I'm, I'm lucky to be the head coach at a phenomenal institution with an unbelievable basketball tradition. You mentioned some of those coaches that have – built this great tradition here i mean coach marshall for gosh sake he's uh you know when he retires he's going to be on the mount rushmore of college coaches so he's really a guy like that and the players that have become that have come before all of us have built an unbelievable standard and um, we like to think we're making them proud by maintaining that tradition and hopefully uh continue to take it even to a uh, to a higher level moving forward exactly coach not like Winthrop is a national brand because when you hear Winthrop you just think of tournament games and upsets and quality play and quality coaching. So I know for me living in Atlanta, growing up in Orlando, hearing about Winthrop, I know that around the country has to help you recruiting-wise that people recognize the name Winthrop and know they recognize that with, with success, excellence, good education, and playing good basketball and being sound individuals and sound young men as well. Yeah, we like to think so. Like you said, there's a, a strong national brand. Um you know, that I, that I think is a result, like I said, of just excellence over the years. And in college basketball circles, when you say that name, um, you know, I think it speaks to that excellence. And, you know, hearing our name called on that Sunday in March is something that, uh, that, that people are used to. And um, it's something that we work very, very hard to uphold. And, uh, and, and I feel like we're doing that. You know, this is another year where, you know, that we're playing our best at the right time. And, um you know, we, we hope as March approaches here over the next couple of weeks, we can continue to keep this thing rolling, contend for a championship, and hopefully represent our conference and our school in the national tournament. And, Coach, like you said, you're 10 and 4 right now, three game winning streak. Got the game coming up against Gardner Webb coming up as well in the next, day, next few days here. So, Coach, as you think about your record being 10 and 4 in this conference play, three game winning streak right now, what has been the key factors for you that you would say to really spur this run that you're on right now, playing well in big South play, and creating the running streak, streak you're on at the moment? You know, I think that's an easy answer, and, and, and that's our defense and our rebounding. Um, you know, people talk a lot about our offensive firepower, and, you know, we're one of the most efficient offensive teams in the country. I think Ken Baum has us, uh, I think, 26th or 27th in effective field goal percentage. We're 26th in pace. Uh, we really push the ball. Uh, we play an exciting brand of basketball and score a lot of points, but you know, all those coaches that we mentioned a little bit ago, um, they built the tradition of Winthrop on toughness, rebounding, and defense. And that, you know, is something that I committed uh, when I got this job to make sure it didn't change on my watch. And uh, we've always been a, a very good defensive team. And, you know, with seven new players this year and a, and a newly revamped roster from the team last year that was very veteran-oriented and went to the national tournament, won a championship in our league, uh, we knew it was going to take a while to allow our culture to take hold and to allow these new guys to, to have a chance to understand our defensive system, our terminology, uh, the fact that you have to compete nasty on every single possession. And uh, it wasn't toward, you know, it wasn't until the middle of the year, I would say probably early January, when um, we really started to, to, to become that 
that tough, nasty defensive team. And uh, our defensive numbers have continued to rise. We were uh, not a good defensive rebounding team for the majority of the beginning of the year, and now we are. Um, we've been out-rebounding our opponents almost every game for about the last month or so, and we got to continue to do that. That, that approach with our ability to, sh- to score the ball, I think, could lead to good things, but we really got to keep it going. Yeah, Coach, look at your stats. You pretty much have 10 guys with almost two, two rebounds per game. It's not When I look at stats, I really see where 10 guys have about two, two rebounds per game, and I, and I can see the focus on your team, defensive rebounding, because looking at your stats, like your guys are gang rebounding, attacking the glass, defending the heck out of people, and just getting the job done to go along with your offensive firepower, Coach. Because a lot of teams are either defensive or offensive, but you, you have a little bit of both and balance on both ends of the floor, which you can attack either way on a given night. You know, that, that's a really good point, and I feel like, like I said, that's been the turning point of our season, um, that, that we've not only become a team with great offensive power, power but we're really guarding and defending. Um, and, and, and that's really been the thing. You know, we, we've won 9 of 10 at this point, uh, but you're only as good as your next game. So that mentality of being tough and nasty on that defensive end that I keep mentioning is going to be the key to us continuing to move forward. And, 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 you know, have a chance to win another championship. There's no doubt about that. Now, Coach Kelsey, do you feel like that your roster has been experienced at having the older guys on your roster? A lot of seniors and junior guys on your roster has played ball before. What about immensely? As these games take more precedent, more importance as we go to February and March, and they will pay attention to game plan discipline, attention to details, and not get lost in the fire and know, like, hey, it's one game at a time. It's guarding the web coming up up here on Thursday. We worry about them, not the not we're not worrying about Longwood on Saturday, so or Sunday. So is that is that what you get happy knowing you get guys? who focused that focused on the task at hand not looking ahead at different things having an older roster there man you could you couldn't be more correct on that um you know having having a veteran presence is so important in college basketball yeah, to, to you know when you have that and we have that in in guys like xavier cooks who i think is uh not only uh, one of the or the premier player in our conference but i think one of the most unique uh, and talented players around the country. Been around here four years. You look at Bjorn and Anders Broman, uh, Adam Pickett. We have a veteran presence, although we don't have an overall experienced roster. Those guys set the tone. Those guys instill in those, those new guys on our roster how important, you just mentioned it is, how important preparation is, how important paying attention to detail in the scouting report. Um, you know, making sure that, that you just said it. You're exactly right. Focusing on the next deal, the next task at hand, not getting caught up in March Madness Conference Tournament, uh, what's to come, all of our attention, 1,000%, has to be our preparation for Gardner-Webb on Thursday. Um, you know, and that, that's a huge key. And veteran guys instill that. You know, the coach can say it till he's blue in the face, but, you know, a lot of times when you get to this part of the year, you know, you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher to the rest of the, to, you know, to the team. But when your seniors are finishing your sentences as a coach and echoing the things that you're that that you know that you're talking about, then uh, it's invaluable and it really leads to you know good play down the stretch. I believe. Now, coach, at the mid-major level, coach, I believe you have to be old to be good. You know, I know some schools got to go young, but I feel like. And you're in the middle of level. You, you, you have to worry about getting transfers, grad transfers, junior college guys, and stay old because if you get too young in the mid-major level, you, you probably won't get squashed and stomped by non-conference and any conference play if you don't have the 
the experience to fight through your conference play to get to March Madness if you, if you make it that far. How you feel about that, Coach? Staying, staying old at the mid mid match level and not getting too young at the level you guys are at right now. No, I think that's really important um, when you have continuity, when you have uh, uh, guys that, that, that stay, you know, that are in your program for several years, especially at our level, that kind of evens the playing field uh, a lot of times. You know, at the highest level, you're dealing with one and dones and, and you know, guys that are, that, that are more roster turnover, uh, you know, at a higher level where, you know, a mid-major team in March getting to the NCAA tournament that has – a lot of seniors and juniors on their roster, that maturity, uh, that experience, I think you're exactly right. That can leave, you know, that can even the, even the playing field for sure. Now, Coach, probably with your national brand, Coach, it's probably hard as you know what to get non-conference games from how many, how many schools. And I saw your non-conference schedule this year, Coach. Do you feel like this, this schedule is probably the hardest thing you do besides recruiting is get a, they get a schedule together? And do you feel like the schedules you did play helped your guys gel and grow together to get to that point where, hey, they figured it out. So now when you get into Big South play, it all clicks together. Now you can get on the, get on the run your own right now. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that. My mentor, a uh, guy named Skip Prosser that I played for at Xavier and coached at Wake Forest, used to say, you can't sharpen your teeth eating oatmeal. <laughs> you know, So I think a lot of times a very competitive uh, non-conference schedule can, you know, can help. When you get to conference play, you're exactly right. You know, when you play the SECs of the world and, and you know, we, we played, you know, four high major or higher level, you know, type teams, big, big, strong guys, you know, that, that, that really, I think prepares you for sure. And, uh, and, and you, you said it too, at the mid-major level, when you have success, it becomes more difficult, you know, to schedule. I remember my first year here and we weren't, we weren't, supposed to be very good and, and we knew we you know we had a little bit of rebuilding to do i remember saying to a friend of mine in coaching like man everybody talks about how hard the scheduling is this is easy well i realized since we weren't very good everybody would take your call <laughs> and then you know you get a little bit you get a little bit better um it's a little bit harder to schedule those games that's that's for sure <laughs> now coach could you just talk a little bit about coach prosser you know i, I was i went to with salem this summer for a tennis tournament and i saw a lot about him there when i was at winston talk a little bit about coach prosser what he meant to you and what kind of coach he was when when he was here when he was a xavier when he was xavier when he coached with him way forest there well you know i think if um it's been 10 years now which is amazing since he passed away but you know people in the college basketball world especially in the coaching fraternity uh, people in the Winston-Salem, Wake Forest community and Xavier community can all attest to this. You know, I think he was, uh, you know, one of the, the finest individuals that's ever been in college coaching. He's just, obviously, he was a very successful coach, won a lot of games, recruited a lot of NBA players, won championships, you know, so we could talk for a long time just about his basketball accomplishments because they are numerous. But uh, I think the thing that made him most special is the type of person he was, how interesting he was. Um, you know, he was my coach and he was my boss for a lot of years. And, um, you know, he thought of himself as a teacher first. He used to say, you know, uh, I think it was an Emerson quote. And it was his, one of his favorite ones. And he used to say, our chief want in life is someone who can make us do what we can. And he, he felt like, you know, his, his gymnasium every day from three o'clock to six o'clock was his classroom and he taught like, you know, a, a teacher teaches and, you know, taught all of us that played for him and coached under him so many life lessons. 
and uh, set up set up um, an example of you know how to how to live your life and you know how to carry yourself as a professional, how to coach and how to run your program with character and integrity, and uh, to hopefully instill those type of values on the young men that you get the opportunity to coach. So I was lucky to be a part of this program, uh, to play for him and to coach for him for a long time. And, you know, his legacy lives on through all the guys that had the opportunity to play for him and coach under him as they move forward in their lives. And final one for you, Coach, is this. I know a lot of my listeners are not familiar with the Big South as I am, Coach. So you talk about the quality teams and the quality coaches in the Big South right now. So if people can get a really a, an idea why it's not that far away from us here in Atlanta and around our, our affiliates on the line, how good the basketball is right up the road from us. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's any question. Like, uh, you know, I've been in this league for six years and just have the utmost respect for the caliber of play and coaching uh, and competition in this league. You know, this is no different than most any other year where, you know, as we come down the stretch the last couple of years, there's so many teams that are still competing for the, you know, the top of the conference. Uh, the games are so darn exciting. Uh, you, you know, last year we played a game against UNC Asheville on national television in February that went the double overtime and Jamie Lucky, who's a national ACC caliber final four official. I saw him this summer and he, he did the game and he said, you know, all these games I did around the country. He said that was the finest college basketball game, basketball game I had seen all year long. And I think, you know, uh, um, we play Asheville next week and it's another nationally televised game. But, uh, you know, I think when the country tunes in, watches a big South game, it's very, very entertaining. It's always so darn competitive and uh, but yeah, it's right down the road from Atlanta for sure. But it's a it's a high level and it's a it's a great brand of college basketball. I got one more for you, Coach. Sorry, but they got one more for you about about the location of Rock Hill, South Carolina, how it's close to Atlanta, a lot of different different places in the South, and you can, you can go up north a little bit there. So recruiting wise, Coach, how's your location to help you get guys to come down to Rock Hill, South Carolina, knowing that Charlotte's right up the road, Atlanta's right down the street as well. If you want to take a little trip, how's that work for you with location wise, getting guys to come down to Winfield to play for you? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, we're, you know, we're lucky in that, you know, the, the location of Rock Hill is, is close to a major metropolitan area like like Atlanta, uh, which is, you know, three and a half hours down the road, and Charlotte is, you know, 40 minutes up, 35 minutes up the road, downtown Charlotte. So, um, you know, close to, to, to great metropolitan areas with, um, with talent, great high school coaching, AU coaching, and things like that, for sure. Um, you know, I don't have to tell you about what a – awesome metropolitan area Atlanta is um, and and obviously you know we spend a lot of time there recruiting um, had two kids on our NCAA tournament team last year that were seniors and graduated here that were both from the Atlanta area and had a lot of success here and uh, and obviously we'll continue and, and do cultivate relationships there and, uh, utilize that area for recruiting for sure well Coach, this time you're going to tell her to have you come with- Come in to studio with us and come and talk about your program in studio with us and you know talk about some of the things you got going in Winthrop down here in studio live on our live stream, Coach. I'd be love, love to do that with you because I love your energy. I've always loved your this program. I told you, love your program, love your team. So I wish you all the best. I hope you all get the job done this year, Coach, as well. Hey, it was great being on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, folks. It's Pat Kelsey here on the Boss Man Show, people.
Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focusing on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Fantasy football season is fast approaching. And if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby. And it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. <laughs> 